Welcome to the Spirit of Life Ministries. Spirit of Life Ministries aim is to call to the born again body of believers to manifest the kingdom of God through the teaching and proclamation of the word of God, as well as the greater good for all humanity. Spirit of Life Foundation is based on Ephesians 4th chapter for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in unity of the faith and knowledge of the Son of God and fullness of Christ, to the edifying of the body of Christ in love. Spirit of Life Ministry's heart is for the restoration of the soul and greater good for all out of love. Please welcome now Sister Beatrice Jackson. Thank you for joining Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B. I give honor to the Trinity Godhead, and Jesus is my Lord and Savior. Father, I thank you for an opportunity to minister your word. I ask that you open the hearts of the hearers in the name of Jesus. And Holy Ghost, give me the grace to minister what the Lord has given me. All this I ask in Jesus' name, and I thank you for it. Amen. Well, praise God. It is Wednesday, October 18th, and this this message will air on Friday the 20th. You know, I want to share something that the Lord uh, gave me last week. Actually, after the last broadcast recording, um, sometimes because I record on a different day and it airs a couple days after, I can get things from the Lord after the recording. And he mentioned one word, purpose. See, everything that the Spirit of God is doing these days is for such a time as this, everything that God is doing is all coming to a head concerning purpose, the blessed place. So that's it. You know, um, when God is taking us to that place and we're in transition from one place to another and he's doing something new or what some of us may consider new in our lives, In the process of arriving at that destination, there can be the tendency or temptation to take control or revert to what's familiar, especially when we're looking with our natural eyes and our experience rather than the eyes of faith. Let's go to the book of Genesis 12, starting at verse 1. And this is about the promises to Abraham that God made. And it reads, now the Lord had said to Abraham, excuse me, Abram, he he was not Abraham yet. I'm just so used to saying that. Now the Lord had said to Abram, get out of your country from your family and from your father's house to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. Verse three. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. And let me say this too. Anytime God wants to make a major change in the earth, he calls people. And usually he calls them out of what is familiar to them into the new. And it takes faith because it's new. And we're, we're not familiar with it. It takes faith. So, that's it. Let's go to verse 10 through 13. And this is what happens. And I want to encourage you to trust God. That's what this is about. I want to encourage you to trust God. 
and let him guide you, help you walk it out by faith, step by step. Praise God. Anyway, verse 10. Now there was a famine in the land and Abram went down to Egypt to dwell there for the famine was severe in the land. And it came to pass when he was close to entering Egypt that he said to Sarai, his wife, Indeed, I know that you are a woman of beautiful countenance. Therefore, it will happen when the Egyptians see you that they will say, this is his wife and they will kill me, but they will let you live. Verse 13, please say you are my sister, that it may be well with me for your sake and that I may live because of you. I want you to look at something here. Sometimes when we are in transition from one place to the other and we begin to look at our circumstances and what we're experiencing with our eyes, with our natural eyes, we have the tendency or to, to be tempted to take control and revert to what we know are our own devices. In this, we see that Abram resorted to lying rather than trusting God. And it's been my experience that if I just tell the truth and be honest, God deals with all the consequences. I leave the consequences to God. And I'm always the better for it because in me, leaving the consequences to God just by telling the truth and being honest about whatever it is and just being obedient, I get, to, I get a chance to learn him and see things about him that I had not known. I get to see things about myself too. And he, he grows me up. He grows me up and delivers me in that area. Because see, I'm no longer leaning on my own understanding or my own devices connected to the old or my old way of figuring out, figuring it out. Because if I take control, God will let me. <laughs> you do know that God will let us take control if we want to be in control. He'll let us at the helm if we want to be. I just want to say that this is what happens. There, there's a temptation to take control and it can cause setbacks. It can cause setbacks. So Egypt was not the place where God wanted Abram to go. I want to say this too. That when we go back amongst our people or what's, what we're familiar with, namely our family, and what we're familiar with, and it doesn't mean we don't love them. It just means that God is doing something different in us that he's not doing in them. And when God calls someone, that's just it. He calls someone. He doesn't call the family. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. So anyway, when we do this, it can get us off track. I know I've been there because it's been times when God was doing a work in me and my life at pivotal points in my life. And I went back amongst my people and that was which, which that which was familiar and it got me off track. And it even hurt my true identity and my purpose in God, what God was building on. We see an example in this of this in uh, verse four of Genesis. Let's read that. Because when when God told Abram to leave his country and his family, Verse four says, so Abram departed as the Lord has spoken to him and Lot went with him. God did not tell Abram to bring Lot with him. And we must understand when God gets ready to bring us into a different place and transitions us, everything we have and are to be is wrapped up in that blessed place. 
And it doesn't always include family. Sometimes we could think in the natural based on worldly thinking as far as family and bloodline. But God doesn't think that way. And keep this in mind, too. When we always have our relatives in our face or around us, it reminds us of the old without them saying a word. It's just a reminder of the old. And God wants us wants to take our eyes off the old and put our eyes on him by faith regarding the new, regarding the destination that he is taking us. He wants all eyes on him by faith. Thank you, Jesus. So I just want to give you a little advice that someone gave me years ago. She said, if we do what we always did, we'll get what we always got. So before we make decisions, we need to ask ourselves the question, is where I'm going or what I'm doing, is it, is it something that I've always gotten or will it take me into the new? See, because God is breaking cycles in our lives too as he takes us into our new destination in our purpose. Praise God. I want to encourage you now that as long as we don't do what we're accustomed to doing, he will order our steps as long as we don't do what we've always done. And sometimes that takes waiting on God and not moving. In the meantime, just continue to do what you know to do and let him drive that uh, deeper into your heart. Let it take root. Let it give some depth to your life by just keep doing what you know to do until God gives further instructions. Thank you, Jesus. Let's go to Isaiah 30 and we'll be starting at verse 15 through 21. And this is after Israel's rebellion. And the Lord wants to be gracious now. He wants to be gracious to them and help them. And I want you to see the back and forth pattern that they go, that they go through in their thinking and behavior. Verse 15 reads, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, In returning and rest you shall be saved, and quietness and confidence shall be your strength. But you would not. Verse 16, now this is what they did. And you said, no, for we will flee on horses. In other words, no, we will do it our way. And look what happened. Therefore, you shall flee and we will ride on swift horses. Therefore, those who pursue you shall be swift. <laughs> in other words, they're going to be even swifter than you. Them and their horses will be even swifter than you and yours. Verse 17, 1,000 shall flee at the threat of one. At the threat of five, you shall flee. Do you see how, <laughs> do you see how, um, praise God, this is not funny yet it is. Uh, <laughs> praise God. God will give them the victory if they're obedient. And at 1,000, 1,000 shall flee at the threat of one of you. But if you're not doing it God's way, at the threat of five, you shall flee. Let's continue. Till you are left as a pole on top of a mountain and as a banner on a hill. So things tend to be, they, they tend to backfire when we rely on our own devices and don't listen to God. Verse 18, therefore the Lord will wait. See, Lord, the Lord will wait on us. He does that, that he may be gracious to you and therefore he will be exalted, that he may have mercy on you. For the Lord is a God of justice. Blessed are all those who wait for him. Those who don't go on, those, those of us that don't go on our own and we wait on God. 
For the people shall dwell in Zion, in Jerusalem. You shall weep no more. He will be very gracious to you. At the sound of your cry, when he hears it, he will answer you. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and water of affliction, yet your teachers will not be moved into a corner anymore. But your eyes shall see your teachers. Your ears shall hear a word behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Whenever you turn to the right hand or whenever you turn to the left. So we see here, thank you, Jesus, that if we are obedient to God and if we wait on God, he will give us instructions. And this is the thing. The direction he had, it, it will be the direction or instruction he has exposed us to in the times past, in times past that worked for our good. See, he said, he said, you shall hear a word behind you. These are your teachers that at some point you have heard and been taught by. And God will do that again. I want to remind you of one more thing now. Something that the Lord reminded me of. We must give God a chance. Because if we do what we, because if we don't step out and trust God and let go of what's in our hand, we'll never receive or know what God has for us. We'll never know. Thank you, Jesus. And I don't know about you, but I want to take the chance on stepping out on God by faith, even when I don't know, in order to come into the new, in order to come into places in Him and in my life that I've never been before. It's an exciting time. That's exciting to me. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Well, it's that time. I do thank you for joining me. This is Spirit of Life Ministries. I'm Sister B, and until next time, God bless you. Thank you for listening to Spirit of Life Ministries, an end-time ministry purpose for revival of the heart toward God, restoration of the soul for the hungry and the lost. Revelation 22:17 says, And the Spirit and the bride say, Come, and let those that hear say, Come, and let them that are athirst come. They that will, let them take the water of life freely. If you would like to contact or be a blessing to the ministry, Spirit of Life Ministries can be reached at 414-249-5121. Until next time, thank you and God bless you.